0: Um any disease.
2: hi i'm lewis carr and we're here live at the blueprint men's summit and my special special guest today is doug e fresh thank you for having me here my brother dr byron brazier from the apostolic church of god thank you thank you very much Reginald Sharp, the pastor of the Great Fellowship Baptist Church. Man, I'm glad to be here. And Pastor Emeritus Charles Jenkins from Fellowship Baptist Church. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this is a unique group. Yeah. We mix hip hop with the Lord. All right. It goes together.
3: It goes together.
2: It goes together. I, 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 I listen to you sometimes, Reggie, so I know you mix them from now and then. That's right. So today we wanted to talk about the role of the church in a man's journey to be his best self. And we've got several generations here around the table, and we've got what I call a godfather of the blueprint, Dougie Fresh. So we're going to start with you, Dougie. Yes, sir. Why do you come back year after year to support men who are trying to elevate themselves in order to make their families and communities better?
4: Well, I tell you, oh, let me move up a little bit. Well, let me tell you, this here, I would have to say, is one of the most important gatherings of black men in this country right now whether people know it or not and you know how you made this the book uh, dirty little secret but this is one of those secrets that we're trying to make sure it's not a secret to anyone anymore the men in in our communities the men who we grew up admiring the people that we learn from and especially me in the field of hip-hop I learned from so many of the original pioneers, one of the things that we were, or I heard y'all say today in the panel, and you said the first part of it is iron sharpen iron, and men sharpen men. That's right. And to me, when we get together and have these conversations and share our experiences, it's so important because you don't even realize the impact you're having on the next generation. And even the generation that's there is the same as you. Cause I was sitting out there listening and I was saying, wow, this is powerful. You know, and when he mentioned the piece about the shepherd and, and the sheep and all of these things can, like the process is never ending. So whatever I can learn, like learn, I want to learn, but whatever I can give, i want to give so i change my schedule around Mm -hmm. i go through this and that to make sure that i'm here because i can see that this is so important if we're looking at making any kind of change and this is the first time i've ever seen a conference like this a gathering like this so i know the importance of it i can see it i got six sons Mm -hmm. so I can see it. I got on my phone and said, I want y'all to come down here. I'm going to fly everybody down. I put you in the hotel and I want you to come and I want you to see what's going on. Because it's so many things that we're sharing that, you know, I was with Snoop and his son and his after I talked to his son on the side for like 15, 20 minutes, He said, Doug, I'm glad you talked to my son, man. He said, I've been trying to talk to him. and He just won't listen, man. (laughs) But his son, he said, but i never seen him listen like he was listening to you. So sometimes the message has to come from someone else. Yeah. Because our children are not listening to us the same way. You know what I mean? So that's why I feel like wherever anybody can get this information, whether it's from any of us up here or me. I want to make sure that they get it. So that's the reason why I come here, because I know the importance of this.
2: Byron, Pastor brazier
4: <laughs>
2: the Apostolic Church of God has had so much influence and impact on black men for decades. Your father was iconic. You've taken the baton and continue the work. How has that church been so important and had so much impact on the black community and black men
5: for decades what's that formula you know there there is no formula uh, every uh, every church does what it does um, and when when people have asked me about my father and why the church is the way it is i always tell them the same thing my father was one who believed in faith And the faith was not just blind and you have to understand that if you're faced with multiple situations I got this situation I got this one and all of us have to do this one two or three when you pray over that situation and you make a decision by faith the Lord will honor the decision that you made doesn't matter which of the three you made he's gonna make sure that decision that you made out of faith is the right is the right way so the, the the church and its whole infrastructure is designed to increase the faith and the understanding of people. And so, and what you've done here is so important because the basis of what you said was courage, capacity, vision, all those things, all these are the things that our community needs. These are the things that we fight for. Uh, uh, These are the things that we have a vision for for our communities, how you organize your community, how you how you don't listen to a complaint, and it really comes down to one answering one question, and that is what do you want to build. Mm. When you understand what you want to build, that is the only question that is that is required. So when I look at the community members, I said what do you want to build? When I go to somebody who is down and out, what do you want to build? Somebody who's homeless got it i'm going to help you now what do you want to build uh uh and 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 how do you do this uh, progressively and so an understanding that faith is aggressive right it is it is mm-hmm. not something that is that you have faith when something else comes up so you so in the aggression you 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 help people in the aggression you take a look at and say here's what we do and here's how we do what we do and so I will say this, and, and then I'll close out. I told the men and the women at the church, I said, I'm not going to talk to you about your problems anymore. I'm not going to deal with your problems, because you all got too many. You got too many problems. I said, I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to help you to handle your problems out of your spirit as opposed to your flesh. Mm. And so when you're able to handle whatever it is, and you know how to handle that. That's good. Well, you, we build you up in your faith and you know how to handle whatever you got to face. Because as soon as I try to handle your issue, right, by the time, you know, somebody else comes up with the same issue, say, so well, already handled that. That was, that, was a, that was a program we did last month. But if you try to help somebody, here's how we build up your spirit. Here's what we build up the spirit in the community. Build up the spirit in voting build up the spirit and all the different things that are that are necessary wow
2: we'll be right back with more of my interview after this quick break Reggie, you're a new young pastor (laughs) uh, and trying to take uh, the baton from two iconic pastors, right? And at the same time, you've got to deal with the community Mm. and all of these issues. You took over the church basically in the middle of COVID or at the beginning of COVID. Yes, sir. How have you been able to manage that? And still focus on building the church and managing the church and still being a young man at the end of the day. All right. You know, they say president's gray. All right. I got a president's title. I'm gray. All right. Even grayer (laughs) than it looks. All right. Trust me. How have you been able to handle that in the early
3: stages of this race? Well, I'll say the pandemic started in March 2020. And my first therapy appointment was May 2020. (laughs) Wow. And those two dates are very, very important to my journey. Um, I started going to therapy and and I realized that I needed to be well. I realized that I cannot pour from an empty cup. I realized that there were things that had traumatized me that I had pressed and suppressed so deep down inside that I was unaware of. And so therapy helped me be a better me. And the moment I became a better me, more aware, more intentional, more wise with my time, learn how to say no, set a boundary. All the things that everybody's using now in, in pop culture. Triggers, knowing your triggers, all of that stuff. It made me a better husband. It made me a better pastor. It made me a better son, a better brother, a better friend. Um, and, and, and so for me making it through this pandemic, with all that pressure, succeeding Pastor Charles Jenkins, succeeding Reverend Clay Evans, can you imagine? I no mean, h- how? No I mean, no pressure at all. Like, I mean, Stella Award winning and. Reverend Evans is in the grave, but he's very much alive in certain people's uh, hearts and minds. And so, and, and look, so he, he he he's still pastoring. And Reverend Pastor Charles Jenkins is still considered pastor because when you pastor, you get in people's hearts. So now what does it mean to connect with a church that you can't even see? So I'm talking to a camera trying to give my all. And I just had to learn and become at peace with doing my best, being my best self and growing and knowing that mistakes make you. I am made by my mistakes. And so that's been a gift and not a curse. I, I've just considered it that way.
2: Pastor Charles Jenkins, you, you have been known in some circles as the hip hop pastor. Uh, <laughs> Dougie Fresh, New Dog, <laughs> Kanye West. Uh, yeah. They've all come to you and confided in you tell us that responsibility of still being the man of God still leading with the word how do you sort of balance that with the secular world
7: you know i i i um i think that the confusion is god never intended for He never intended to not have a voice in culture, right? So, you know, when God created the heavens and the earth, and so how I have approached serving people is we belong in culture. We belong where the people are. We belong, you know, in every aspect of culture. And so for me, the balance has been, you know, loving people at whatever level, um, in whatever segment, in whatever sector, You know i remember when mace first started preaching and i brought him to fellowship uh and embraced him you know people were just very visceral and i think when we look at scripture that's not jesus those are the pharisees you know what i'm saying that see people in culture you know jesus was the guy that put him around the woman, put his arm around the woman who was caught in adultery and whispered something encouraging enough in her ear scripture says she lifted her head and and she went on, you know what I mean? So I think loving people unconditionally, because I need that. I think, you know, living a lifestyle that allows you to know that you need God's wisdom to be able to share at any given moment, at any given level. And I think... You know when you say hip hop passing. I remember when I first came. You know, I, I grew up on Doug E. Fresh. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Eric B. and Rakim, KRS. You know what I'm saying? And there's so many people I can name. So, so when you are named a new guy at 21, you know I'm still listening to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think my my energy and my spirit. I had already embraced the culture, and it was also. Now, how can I serve the culture from this new seat? And, mm-hmm. and I think when you got a commitment, you know, we, we, the, we one night we had 88 guys drop their gang flags and give their lives to Christ. You know, and the, that's about, you know, watching two of the most notorious guys in Chicago, one the most notorious on the south side, mm-hmm. give his life. One on the west side, give his life and watching what they're doing with their lives now. I think at the end of the day, that's the mission of the church, you know, to pour in, to lift up. And I mean, the balance, as you say, for me, is integration. You know, it's it's the faith and the works coming together. And I'll close it like this. You know, God wants all of us to, to live a lifestyle that integrates our life and our faith and not just see God as an ambulance or a paramedic or red phone. And I think in my service, you know, my spirit has been like pastor Sharp said earlier on on a panel we were on, man, I need the same grace you need.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, we're going to close out and I'm going to close it out with this. Remember the conversation we had, I was in the Denver airport uh, a couple of months ago and we were talking about the church and culture. The church has been the foundation over decades, over hundreds of years for the black community. Hip hop celebrates 50. That's right. All right. 50. That's right. Next year. All right. right. And we've already started the celebration. That's right. But the church has been there for hundreds hundreds of years being the foundation for the black community. So culture has been built on the black church, and I'm done.
4: No, 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 but don't end it like that, because, because you said hip-hop too, and we're going to do it like we're supposed to do it. First of all, I want to acknowledge you for putting this thing together and to for the creator blessing you to have the vision yeah. to make this Come into existence. And I live by something that stands true to this moment of now. It's not the big things that people say, it's the little things that people do. Mm. You see? And to me, this has this is going to have more impact than you can possibly imagine. Because when in 87, my second song after the show and Lottie Dottie was All the Way to Heaven. And I made all the way to heaven as a dedication to God because of the success that I had. And I knew that it couldn't be nobody but the creator that made this thing happen. So in summarizing it up, because I see the six minutes on the watch, I'm gonna say it like this. For all of my brothers in here, I see needs that are unfulfilled and a will to deal that's killed by circumstances. We didn't create, but still coping with the unchosen fate. Good God, it never—it devastates, but nevertheless, God always delivers the oppressed. In every sacred book you can find, it's in your nature, it's in your mind. To find the right solution and clear all confusion to the problems. There's so many problems, and we be looking for the remedy so we could solve them. To cure emotional stress, help is on the way, and you could rest for sure. It's knocking at your door. Blueprint. This is it. I love it. Just kind of comes out of me, you know? Thank, I mean. you. You, can Thank,
2: tell. Thank you. Thank you, was that you Gift.
0: any disease.